Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I am joined with Connor to talk about some really cool topics. I did want to add a warning though, towards the end of the podcast, Connor and I talk about eating disorders and relationships with food. And so if that is something that you think might be triggering or you don't want to listen to, um, make sure to keep an ear out and just skip the ending. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys enjoy. So how's Hawaii? Oh my god, it's so much fun. I'm so glad to be here. How long have you been there for? I came like December 15th or like the second week of December or something like no that. No way. I've been here for like a couple months now. Oh, yeah. okay. Are you on Maui? No, I'm on the big island. Oh, got it. Okay. Because I was I was in Hawaii. I was on Oahu like the week of December 15th. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like finals week for me. And so that was really nice, but... I miss it. It's so nice there. Yeah, like it's, it's literally just, like paradise living here. It's crazy. Literally. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. It's so nice to just like always have something to do, like always be able to go to the beach here. I just feel like there's like nothing really to do except for like shop and get food. So yeah. Cause even when it's like not super productive, it still feels like such a good use of time. Like this morning I had nothing to do. So I was like, okay, like, I'll just go to the beach for three hours Exactly. Like, I, didn't do I just sat there at the beach and did nothing, but it still feels like, okay, I had a productive day. I went to the beach. I yeah. No, hundred percent. And also like, I feel like sitting in the sun, like makes you feel really tired. And then it's like, you're like, oh, like I like did something today. Like I laid out in the sun, like, yeah, it's like, I did nothing but sit on my ass, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can read, I feel like you can like do productive things and then be like, well, I'm so superior to everyone. Like I'm reading. Yeah, well, so I brought my book to the beach today mm-hmm. to flex on people that I'm an academic and then didn't open up a single page, so. Oh my god, what book was it? Sapiens, to be super academic. Oh, yeah, that is definitely probably wouldn't be my, like, relaxing on the beach book of choice, but props to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some girl came up to me, she's like, oh my god, are you reading Sapiens? It's like my favorite book of all time. I was like, yeah, I can't that's, talk about it. I don't know what happens, but. That's so funny. I know. When I was in... Hawaii I like literally read like 10 books when I was there because there's just like it's just such a perfect opportunity to read but they were all like literally smut they were like like horrible like quality not academic what whatsoever but I was like at least I'm reading yeah that's still so good for you though because I cannot get through books like I wish I love the the vibe or the aesthetic of just sitting on the beach reading and being an academic, but I cannot finish a book for the life of me. But when it's like the book cover is like a shirtless man and it's like, there's like steam in the background. It's like, okay, this is a little bit embarrassing. But it's enjoyable. I can get through it then. Yes, exactly. But it's funny though, because I was like illegally downloading all of them. And for some reason, I think like Amazon was like tracking what I was looking at. And so it was like recommending me all of these like, smut books on amazon which i share with my family so my mom was like um what is this i was like oh so strange no idea someone was hacking my account yeah exactly wasn't me so my always my first question that i ask is how did we meet yeah so i was trying to think about this i'm not like exactly sure of the exact time that we met but i know it was like outside of the student center yeah my sophomore year your freshman year yeah We'd go hang out because like I had AP World. So after that class, we'd all walk out and just hang out at those benches outside with like mm-hmm. you, me, Davina, Caroline Chu, Bandita. Yeah. 
And then we would just sit there for like an hour every single day. And I yeah. had no idea who you were, but when you talk to someone for like an hour every single day, I feel like we built a good connection. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's kind of weird because like I have known Vandita for so long and she introduced me to a lot of people. And so it's like, like you and Davina, it's like, I feel like I've known you like pre high school, but like, it's just weird that it's like, we met like our freshman year and like, it was just like, it was like a, we didn't have like a formal introduction. It was just like, we were all there. And then sophomore year, I was having like emotional breakdowns every day but I think it was good because like we didn't start by being like oh like what's your favorite color like what classes yes. are you in like we just started with like okay so what are your thoughts on this super controversial thing we would just yes. have like, deep conversations and that was just like a good way to just skip the bullshit yeah no I think like I can remember like we were talking about like religion and just like getting to know someone's like values and morals which I think is like why like I've stayed friends with like the majority of the people who sat at that table um, mm-hmm. but how do you think like you've changed since then oh my gosh in so many ways I've thought about this a lot I think like especially with COVID it just like with having not absolutely nothing to do it made me like reflect on a lot on how I've changed and I think I just and this is such like a bullshit answer but I think I've matured so much since mm-hmm. like freshman sophomore even junior year like I look back at like snapchat memories and stuff and I'm like wow I'm just like a completely different person then yeah. And I just like surrounded myself with like, I think like a lot more like fun people mm-hmm. when I was younger. I'm not younger. I'm literally 19. But I think now I just try to surround myself with people that I like have like a very deep connection with or agree like mm-hmm. on like values or morals or like mm-hmm. worldview and not just like, oh yeah, we can have fun, like hang out on the weekends. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I was like literally just having this conversation where like, I think covid being isolated and not being able to like maintain a lot of like the surface level relationships and like the people you just see at school and stuff i really developed like relationships with like three people and i'll go i'll like i'm getting off my snapchat memories from like a year ago and it's like it has like dramatically changed and i feel like myself as a person is so drastically different from a year ago and it's like yeah, I don't know. It's like crazy. I feel like freshman year to now, it's it's like I'm not even the same person. Yeah, totally. And it's made me see like the bigger picture, I think, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, if I can only see like two or three high school friends ever, yes. I want to just be sticking with the people that I want, like envision at my wedding or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Long, long-term friends. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, How do you think I've changed since then? I think that you've become a lot more mature as well and a mm-hmm. lot less it's gonna sound horrible like like it's drama focused yeah I think now you just can kind of cut out a lot more of the bullshit and not yeah. focus on people that annoy you or don't treat you well and you uh-huh. just know you're better than that yeah no I think definitely like sophomore year it's like I was like crying all the time I had so much friend drama and then like junior year I like had a zero through four schedule so I didn't have to be there for lunch and like I had like a lot of growth from there and I just like became a lot happier and then now or like when the pandemic hit it's like it was even more of an extreme like developmental period are you happy with the changes because like looking back I'm so so happy with how much I've changed yes yeah definitely I think like I'm like a lot happier like a lot more like introspective but I don't know it's like I wonder if 
like we didn't have a pandemic if I like would still have reached like this level of like contentedness mm-hmm. I don't know it's like did it did it really take a pandemic to get to this point and I honestly like I think it did yeah I think especially because like our ages that we like the pandemic hit when I was a senior and you're it's very much happening as you're a senior yeah so I think we always went into high school knowing like okay like at the end of senior year you'll cut off a lot of those connections but I always assumed like okay like throughout the summer I'll still hang out with everyone yeah but it was just like okay like it was like no literally uh, like you're yeah, cutting yeah, everyone off. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely and I think like it's really helpful because then you can be more like future oriented rather than like mm-hmm. looking forward to like high school events when it's like literally when we get out of the pandemic like I'll be going to college like it doesn't really matter that like I'm probably never going to see a lot of these people again. Totally. Okay, so I want to talk about Amherst a little bit. So, okay, West Coast versus East Coast. How do you think they compare? So I actually only was going to apply to one school on the West Coast. I was, and it was in Oregon. So like no California schools whatsoever. So I was already set on the East Coast Mm -hmm. as a high schooler. Okay. And I think, sorry, what was that? Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, okay. Oh, okay. Um, And I think the East Coast is like very similar to the Bay Area specifically. I don't know about LA that much, but I think the Bay Area is very go, 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 very career oriented, mm-hmm. very success oriented and competitive. And I think the East Coast has a lot of similarities to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think like, do you think it's less, cause I feel like when people view like California and like, I feel like a lot of people in our area go down to LA and like um, for college in LA is kind of like, not superficial, but it, I feel like LA has this kind of like, um, reputation of like people like clout chasing and like, there's just a lot of people like looking for fame and stuff like that. Do you think like the East coast lacks that or is like better with that? I think it's bad with it, but in a very different way. Okay. So I think people in LA are clout chasing social media fame, or they're trying to live like the the LA life and yes. go to the beach every day and take Instagram photos mm-hmm. and become famous that way. I think people on the East Coast want to become powerful or rich okay. and not necessarily famous. Uh-huh. So everyone at school thinks they're going to become the next, you know, people want to become the next president or whatever and not and become famous that way versus an Instagram fame. That's really interesting. Yeah, I guess like I can definitely see that because I feel like New York, it's like like Wall Street, like big businesses, like stuff like that. And I feel like on the West coast, it's more like, yeah, like the social media, like I want to be like YouTube or Instagram famous. Um, but yeah, I've been watching like a lot of like people in New York. And I think like, I always was like, oh, I'm going to stay on the West coast. But now like, I don't know, I think maybe at some point in my life, I want to live in like on the East coast, but yeah, it's definitely like really different. I was also going to ask like, which one do you think has better food? Okay, so at Amherst, we could only stay on campus. So I oh, was okay. having cafeteria food for two and a half months, which uh-huh. was, it was fine, but not good. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like, and I live in a very rural area. So yeah. the food, even if I was allowed off campus, isn't amazing. So I think the Bay Area food is definitely superior. Okay, yeah. Do you see yourself living in the, or on the East Coast, like in the future, or like coming back to the West Coast? 
So I plan to go to law school on the East Coast, knock on wood. Um, and assuming that happens, I think just naturally I'd end up staying there because you find a firm there, you meet friends there, you settle down. Yeah, so no, I that love makes sense. Bay Area and definitely see myself visiting all the time or even like getting a, a second house in LA or something mm -hmm. like that at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. But I think career-wise and like raising a family, I'd want to stay on the East Coast. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think... Like, I agree. I think I'll, I don't think I'm going to go to the East Coast, but I'll probably move out of the state and then come home to like the Bay Area a lot. Cause I just feel like moving out of the area that you grew up in is just going to make it like that much more special. I feel like I'm like not sick of the Bay Area, but it's like, I just know it so well that it's like, I want to experience somewhere else and have my kids like grow up in a different area. And then like it be just kind of like, separate because I think the Bay Area it's it's a very unique experience just because it's so like techy and it just like everyone drives a Tesla like I, I don't know like if I'd want my kids to grow up like in this area mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean but totally and I think so many kids don't have that mindset there's so many kids from Bonavis like no more power to them but so many kids go to you know, Cal Poly, Berkeley, mm -hmm. University of Arizona, Oregon, UW, those are all fantastic schools and stuff, but it just feels like you're going to a second Monta Vista. Yes. Or just chasing that lifestyle for four more years. And I really, really like that it's a completely new experience. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think like I was talking to someone about how I personally can't imagine going to a college that's two hours, two hours or less like away from here, just cause like, I don't know, like I feel like colleges such an opportunity to grow and like explore yourself outside of your family's influence or like the expectations of like a certain place. And I, yeah, I would, I just want to see, like, I want to meet people from different places, but not like hating on anyone who wants to stay in California because California or the Bay area is great. I just, yeah. and it's not easy to stay in your comfort zone. Like, yeah. People expect kids to want to move to like international schools or go to the East Coast yeah. all the time. It's like a lot of 18 year olds just aren't ready. Yeah, no, totally definitely. Fine. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it was like, it's scary because I was like, I had like this moment where like I was starting to get like college acceptances back and I was like freaking out. I was like, why didn't I apply to more schools far away? Like, I feel like I, I only applied to one East Coast school and I was like, I feel like I totally limited myself, but it's also like after college, like I can move, but I think it is, there's so much pressure on like us literally like barely adults to like have it all figured out. And I guess I never like, I would hear it and I'd be like, oh, like whatever, like I'll know what I want to do when I'm 18. I'll have it all like figured out, but I definitely don't. Like I definitely had like a lot of moments where I was like, what am I doing? I just like with major, especially like I totally changed what I was going to major in. And now I'm like questioning. I'm like, oh, but that's such a common experience though. Yeah, no, definitely. I guess I would just like, when I was younger, I'd always like look down on other people who were like unsure. I was like, how do you have no sense of direction in life? But like, now that's me. Literally. I'm like, okay. Like the universe is teaching me a lesson. So how many schools did you apply to? So I actually applied ED to Amherst, so I technically oh, only got okay. that acceptance, and like that's one of the only ones that I actually submitted. Got but I was going to apply to like ten to twelve, like somewhere in there. 
Okay. So like, when did you, or how did you decide that you wanted to ED to Amherst? So I knew that I wanted to ED to a school. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know which school exactly, but I just, because it gives you like a better shot of getting in, Mm -hmm. it settles the nerves way earlier. You can take me out for second semester. I knew I wanted to ED somewhere. And then it took me so long to figure out exactly where I wanted to go to. Like every single, like every 30 minutes I would change my mind. And I was, it was such a stressful decision. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, I ended up narrowing it down to Vassar, Amherst, and Brown, just because they're all very similar schools. And I just thought Amherst had a good kind of middle ground between Vassar and Brown because it's a college town. So there's still some people there, but it's not a big, I knew I didn't want to go to school in a big city. So it's kind of nice that it's a rural area, mm-hmm. but there's still other college kids around. So it just felt like a very solid middle ground. Why wouldn't you want to live in a, like a big city? I really liked the campus feel. So I knew okay. I wanted a campus that was more like a high school campus, I guess, with like a, a big quad in the middle and yeah, like a okay. very restricted campus where you walk on and you say, okay, I know this is a college campus. Okay. And I think most big cities don't have that. So like I visited like NYU, I think is a good example. Mm-hmm. Where you walk in and it's like, like you take an Uber to NYU and it's like, I have no idea where the campus is. Like yeah. I see a flag on a skyscraper that says NYU, but that's yeah. not a campus for me. So I really like the actual, like the quad and like that kind of campus feel. Got it. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. Like when I was like looking at like NYU, like my counselor was like, it doesn't, it literally doesn't have a campus. And I was like, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, probably not for me. Um, And a lot of people can build that community in a bigger school or in a bigger city, Mm -hmm. but I'm someone who needs to be forced into that situation Mm -hmm. and like forced to be around people and then I can make friends. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, if you can really advocate for yourself and like find that community in a bigger school, I think that's like totally cool. Mm -hmm. I just knew something. I was not that kind of person. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's really cool that like you were able to recognize that so that you weren't just like, you know, adding additional stress onto like the college experience. Okay. I want to talk about youth and gov a little bit. So do you want to pursue like a government job? Yeah. So I'm studying political science right now. And I think this is like, you were saying it was really hard for you to choose a major and everything. That's like the one thing I think I'm really happy with in my college process is that I knew day one that I wanted to be a poli-sci major. And like, I have a dream of going into politics and law. Uh-huh. So that's never been like a question in my mind. And I think Got a lot it. of that was because if you think of. That's really cool. I think like, I'm definitely jealous of you. If you were to run as president, what party would you run as? I was just talking to my roommates about this the other day. Really? I have no idea. Yeah. So I think at this point, I would totally run as a Democrat. Like okay. if I just had to run today, uh-huh. but I think that the Republican party as of like 40, 50 years ago is more enticing. And I think parties change so much because like we're so young, we don't recognize that. Yeah. And then I think in 20, 30 years, there might not even be a democratic or Republican party. There Mm -hmm. might be four or five major parties. So I think it's impossible to say right now, like exactly where I see myself being. Yeah. I feel like, like the green party is like emerging as like more well-known have you, you've taken like the political compass test. Yeah. Where do you like land on it? I might get hate for this. I land in like very far bottom right corner. So, oh, okay. But it's, so it's very, I like identify as a libertarian. I don't really agree with a lot of the like official party. I think their part, their national party has a lot of like kooks in it and they support a lot of like very crazy things. But I think from a very philosophical point of view, I believe like, I think people's liberty and 
the right to do what you want mm -hmm. with your life is where I fall mm -hmm. politically and personally. So mm -hmm. I think if you want to, you know, do drugs, if you want to be homeless, if you want to live on a beach off the grid, if you want to do anything with your life, I think you have that prerogative. And I think the Libertarian Party generally reflects that. And I think that's why I fall so far bottom right. I think like ideologically, like a lot of parties have really gone astray from the the traditional like roots of what it actually was like I think my parents say a lot like a lot of true Republican values like they can understand and agree with but in terms of how the Republican Party is presented and the people who are the the face of that like they can't support that you're one of the few people that I know who's libertarian. Like, I feel like the majority of my friends are pretty liberal, but I feel like we've had really good discussions about gun rights and like taxes and stuff like that, where you're a very intelligent person. So I feel like whenever I talk to you about like, topics like these, it's like, I'm always bound to learn something new and like, broaden my perspective. And so I just want to say, like, I think it's really awesome. You might like get hate, but I think it's cool to see that you have researched different opinions because I feel like you're someone where it's like, I might not agree with you, but I definitely know that you have really thought out what you believe. And I 100% respect that. Thank you. That means a lot, actually, because I think a lot of people, especially teenagers, I think they're, mm -hmm. you don't immediately say that you're a Bernie supporter or you're super, super li liberal. Uh -huh. People like make a lot of snap assumptions about you that you yeah. hate people, you hate people of color and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that having conversations like these and just having like a very rational, like non-emotional conversation yeah. can help people meet in the middle ground and see like, okay, at the end of the day, like, we may fall like completely different spectrums of political uh -huh. or whatever, but at the end of the day, we can agree on 90% yeah. of policies probably. Yeah, I think honestly, we have like similar values. It's just like different ways of carrying out or like different like plans of execution. Is that the, okay, yeah. yeah. totally. Like I think that like almost, mm, I think I'd like to think that almost everyone has genuinely good intentions mm -hmm. and I think they just choose to yeah like exactly like you said they just choose to carry out their own good intentions their own philosophy in different ways mm -hmm. so I think like every almost everyone at the end of the day wants the country to become better and wants to, people to be lifted out of poverty and to achieve justice and stuff like that and there's just a thousand different ways of achieving that yeah definitely in terms of like pursuing like a governmental job is there like a, a specific job that you would want to go into or is it more just like that type of job so I think like end goal is to become a judge. Okay. I, think I really like that it combines the practicality of government work with a lot of academic kind mm -hmm. of theoretical work behind it. Um, but there's not like one specific job that I'm, I really, really want. Or it's not like my dream job to become a senator or anything like that. Okay. Got it. Cool. Um, how many years does it take to become a judge in college? Um, so three years of law school. Okay. And then it can everyone takes different paths. So sometimes people can become judges at 35 years okay. old. Okay. Um, and there's different, like, there's a lot of different types of judges, which I feel, feel like people don't understand all the time. Uh -huh. So you can become like a district court judge, which is like one of the lowest ones. Yeah. 
at probably like 35, 40 years old, if okay. you really put your mind to it, but like a Supreme Court job, yeah, you might have to be 45, 50, but especially now, because a lot of these jobs have lifetime appointments, mm-hmm. they're trying to appoint younger and younger people. Mm-hmm. So maybe by the time we're 30, it'll be super, super normal to become a judge when you're 30 years old. I don't know. Yeah, that's super cool. I want to talk about like Danville specifically versus like mm. not Danville. I know like we're under like COVID. So like you probably haven't met as many people as you would as like a typical freshman would. But like, how would you say like people outside of our area or like at college compare to the people in Danville? I think people in Danville feel, fail to see the bigger picture a lot mm-hmm. of times. And they're so caught up in the little dramas and every day, you know, like, oh, my outfit was stupid today. Like everyone hates me. You're like, uh-huh. I messed up this one little thing in class where I got a 98. Like my whole world is ending. And I think people outside of Danville can see like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like move on. There's bigger yeah. things. In the After you kind of like leave this area you like go to like the city or something it's like damn it really doesn't matter definitely everyone expects you to become like a doctor or a lawyer or a ceo or a coder or whatever else but like at the end of the day we need people to become plumbers or Mm -hmm. to do any just random job like dog walkers and whatever you're passionate about people outside of danville just or people in danville see those as such trash or low class jobs that are so practical you are I would say you're a pretty fashionable person. Um, I remember shopping with you in Nordstrom to get those like white leather shoes. I want to ask you, like, how would you describe your own style? Honestly, I don't see myself as a fashionable or like stylish person. What? Okay. I think that the bar is just set so freaking low for dudes that it's like, if you wear anything more than like black champion shorts and like a monovista shirt if you wear anything more than that suddenly you're fashionable so like i'm literally wearing like an amor sweatshirt and a pair of shorts right now but people would be like oh my god like you have a put together outfit and it's like no i don't i'm just the bar is set so low for guys that anything above that is seen as impressive incredible or impressive but i feel like i like there are certain outfits like i can i vividly remember like you had like a pair of plaid pants and then you have like i feel like you accessorize really well and then I feel like you had like a lot of like button cool, like design button up shirts. Okay. But I think like if a girl wore that, it's just like, okay, like sure. You have like a polka dot shirt on, like no one would think that they're fashionable or that they would just think like, okay, you're just, you're wearing a normal outfit. If you wore like a guy wearing a pair of jeans, like ripped jeans to school, it's like, wow, you really put effort into that look versus a girl. If you wore ripped jeans, it's like, oh, fine. Okay. True. But I feel like, I feel like the equivalent of like what you're describing is like, girls who wear like really on trend stuff. So it's like, they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have unique sense of style. People who wear like all Brandy Melville. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, would still be considered fashionable. It isn't like unique, but I, well, actually, no, that's not even a good, cause I feel like your style is unique. Cause I feel like as a guy, it's like, you don't have like a ton of inspiration to go off of. All of the guys at school are wearing literally basketball shirts. Yeah. And, t-shirt so it's like you have to go out of your way to kind of like find your own style whereas like when I go to school it's like I see like all these people like wearing like just like really fun stuff and I'm like damn like where did she get that but it's like as a guy it's like you look around and it's like Nike champion like 
it's no okay but then i can go to like the first page of top shop or urban or whatever and just buy whatever i want versus you you have to think like okay like i saw some girl at school wearing this or like even with prom dresses and stuff it's like everyone's scared that they're going to show up in the same prom okay. dress like, i know whatever suit i'm going to wear like every single guy is going to show up in the exact same black suit so it does not matter what i show up in because it's going to be different okay okay i mean i guess what i can see what you're saying but i don't think that you should discount that you're a fashionable person okay thank you of course. Well, anyway, since I can think that you're a fashionable person, I want to ask you your thoughts on like three items of clothing. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. Doc Martens. Cool, but overdone. I really, really like the low top ones, which I feel like are less popular. Okay. I think the high top ones are a little overdone. Okay. Do you think like, would you ever wear a pair of docs or do you think you're just like, I would definitely wear the low top ones. I think they're really cool. Are they like, are, are you talking about like the Oxford ones? Yeah, I think so. They're like, they're kind of like dress shoes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I think I used to, I like be like such a docs hater. I was like, like every bitch has them. But then I like, I got a pair and I was like, actually they are pretty cute. I got no, like, they're, yeah, they're exactly. That's the issue is that they're cute and they're cool because they're so like they're so popular because they're cute and they look yeah cute. yeah and I think like now it's like I've kind of realized that like I used to have like just be like I have to be unique like I have to be like different and now I'm just like like I need to get a new pair of white shoes how do I get like a pair of white shoes that are like unique but it's like that's the whole point it's like they're white shoes like they're basic they go with anything right. so I'm like honestly like maybe I will get a pair of air force ones or vans like I don't care if they're basic Literally. Okay. Sorry. One second. I know this is a completely off topic, but you mentioned the white shoes from Nordstrom that we shopped for that one time. Yeah. Those are, I stand by those shoes. I wear them every single day. I'm on my fourth pair of them. No uh, yeah. way. Every single day I wear them. Every oh my God. Day. Oh my God. Where are the, what brand are they? Goodman or good. I think okay. it's Goodman. Something okay. Like that. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's like, that's so cool. I feel like it's hard to like find like a solid pair of shoes. So to, the fact that you've gone through your fourth pair, I feel like that's like. I've never had a pair of shoes like that. Like I've had like a few pairs of Converse or whatever, but yeah. other than like Converse or Vans, I've never found a shoe that I really stand by. And this is the first one where like, it's comfortable. It goes with every outfit. It looks put together. It's perfect. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Do you have one shoe that's like a go-to with any outfits? Like, I don't know what to wear. I'll just throw on this pair of Converse or anything. I feel like honestly my docs. Okay. Which is really weird because I remember when I bought them, I didn't think that like they would really go with that much. But I think like honestly, like now my style has been like centered around them. Um, because I like the shoe I used to wear all the time was like the it was like the platform white shoe. Mm -hmm. They were like the supergas that everyone had. And they got chewed up by someone's dog. Um uh. yeah, and so I like was like okay I, I need to start wearing my docs because they're like I need to break them in but yeah are like do you have any other shoes that like you wear a ton or is it only like that one pair well here flip-flops okay well yeah such an like no one likes flip-flops but here it's like I don't want to throw on like it's it's so hot and humid every single oh, day here. It's like, yeah. I don't want to put on like a pair of high top converse and socks no. but it does not sound nice right now yeah yeah no definitely I like I see all this stuff on like TikTok where it's like like, I don't have an ick. And then it's like, men in flip-flops. I'm like, what do you expect them to wear to the beach? Right. Like, it's so comfortable. Yeah. I guess like, yeah, there's like, I feel like slides are worse than flip-flops, to be honest. Oh, I so agree. Yeah. 
What do you think of bucket hats? I think they're really cool on the right person. Like if you can pull okay. it off, it, they look so sick. But so many people wear them. And it's like, I just, I know you just saw that on Instagram and thought it looked cool and you bought it and it's not for you at all. Yeah. Well, okay. Going off of like this, you saw it on Instagram. Like, have you seen like the Vivian Westwood, like pearl necklace? No. Yeah. Okay. It's like, are you're on TikTok? Do you go on TikTok? No, I don't use TikTok at all. I don't know any of the trends with the famous people or anything. I feel like you are one of the first people on, you were like a pioneer of TikTok. I was a trendsetter. Yeah. And you know, it just got so old because I started it years ago. No, I remember like your TikToks were like funny. Like they were like comedic genius. Like Thank you. I can't believe that you're not on TikTok anymore. Yeah. I, not to sound like an 80 year old, but I just don't like TikTok. I don't find it that entertaining. And I feel like I miss out on so many trends now because everyone's like, oh, did you see this on TikTok? And I was like, no, no. Explain it to me. Yeah, I went through a period where I got rid of TikTok. This and so I went like a solid couple of months without it, and then someone convinced me to re-download it. And like, yeah, I honest, I need to get off it. It's. I originally left. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was done. I, I was gonna say I originally left because it was taking up so much of my time. Yes. Like any second of free time I had, I'd scroll on TikTok, and it was yes. so I would spend like getting my notification on Sunday from Apple being like, you spent 12 hours every single day on your phone. It's like, okay, this is all TikTok. It's horrible. And so I deleted it for that reason. And I think because it's almost like a huge inside joke Mm -hmm. and everything is about other things on TikTok or like these Mm -hmm. inside trends that it's so hard to get back into it. So once I deleted it for a year or whatever, I was like, I'll go on TikTok for a couple of minutes every once in a while. And I just don't understand what's going on because I don't know any of the songs or any of the jokes that they're talking about. Yeah. No, I know. Like, it is. It's like all of the jokes like build off of each other. And so it's like, if you leave for a couple of months, it's like when you come back, it's all the jokes are like a more um, evolved version of like a joke from a couple of months ago. Um, And it's not even that I like really like TikTok, but it, it honestly is just such a time suck. Like if I just have like free time, if I've like deplete like I have caught up on all of other social medias I'll just open up on TikTok because it's like an endless stream of content yeah now I use the Instagram explore page like that got like it if I have free time I'll just like scroll on the Instagram explore page yeah okay yeah I need to like I definitely need to like get rid of TikTok um maybe that'll be like my new year's resolution uh-huh. mental health well I guess okay this is the other trend I was gonna ask you but you probably have no idea what it is but like brown colored clothes are like super in style right now okay I didn't know that they were in style you didn't know that no okay yeah so like which I think is really interesting because like like who would have thought like brown um but like like if you go on depop it'll be like Brandy Melville brown sweatshirt like bidding starts at a hundred dollars it's like what I will say though like over the fall I did really get into like earth tones and brown. Okay, yes. I always used to like either black and white or like a, a colored shirt of some sort but I yeah. think over the fall I started getting into more like brown pants and like brown sweaters and stuff like that that yes. I never worn before. Okay see you're like you're a trendsetter. You're, like, trends, yeah. you're not even aware that the trends are going on and you're already like you're on them. I just have good taste I don't know what to tell you. Exactly no but I agree with you like I think like a good like olive green like yeah, like the earthy tones, but it's like, I feel like trends will happen on TikTok and they'll be like literally beat to death. I'll be like, 
like that's the thing like the Vivian Westwood it was like this pearl necklace and it had this little like diamond encrusted like orb like a little okay. like planet thingy and just like everyone had them like and it's like yeah it's super cute but it's, when I see that I'm like it's so overdone and it's also a piece where like in a year we're gonna look back and be like that was from like 2020 like that was yep. from TikTok era it's not like a timeless piece totally which I think is like honestly like I feel like TikTok is such a good like marketing tool for like capitalism because I will see so many like oh like what I bought this week and it's just all this like super trendy stuff that I know is gonna go out of style in like a couple months yeah and as much as I can criticize being like it's so ridiculous to just buy things that are on trend as soon as I see people do a haul on YouTube or anything like that, oh, I immediately go online and go shopping. Exactly. No, yeah, I definitely fall victim to this. I've, I've gotten better though. I definitely like have been more conscious about what I'm buying because I like definitely fell into like the like buying stuff on trend. And now I'm like, eh, like a lot of those pieces I don't wear anymore. But do you ever buy things from Instagram or from ads? Because I bought my first thing ever from Instagram the other week and I was actually pleasantly surprised really what was it it was this pair of shorts that's like has like mushrooms on it oh it's like glow in the dark so it's like reflected it just looks like gray and black in the day or like during the day and then at night it's like glow in the dark and reflected which is really I thought it would look really stupid I was like oh it looks cool on the Instagram ad but I'm sure once it gets here it's gonna be like some cheap made in China product but it's actually so good and I'm pleasantly surprised oh my gosh wait did you buy it like through like because doesn't instagram have like a buying uh like a mech like you can buy things like there's, there's some tab that's like shopping but this was just like in my like home page like an ad popped up that i had seen five or ten times oh like, okay i've like definitely considered buying certain stuff like actually i don't even know i feel like i have gotten something from like an Instagram ad but like there's a lot of really cool like um like underground designers like hoodie hoodie like just like cool like street style stuff where I've like but yeah they are so enticing and they like because they have so much information on you that they can like they really know like what your taste is it's so upsetting because like I don't want to buy anything I don't need anything yeah every single time I scroll it's like that's the exact jewelry I want or the exact pair exactly. of pants I was looking at. Cause I was Googling it 10 minutes earlier and Instagram. Yeah. Knows. Do you feel comfortable like talking about like coming out? Yeah, totally. Okay. When did you come out? So I came out to my first friend in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, to, like out to myself, probably like the beginning of eighth grade, something like that. So I was like, I was fine coming out to people, but then one day at school, a bunch of people, like my, a bunch of my friends came up to me, they're like, oh, congrats, like I just heard, I was like, what are you talking about, like, what do you mean, they're like, oh, like, he told us that you were gay, and I was like, oh, like, it's, I'm fine that you know, like, I, you're not homophobic, like, I, yeah. I'm comfortable, it's okay, but it was kind of shocking, so my friend had just, he thought that I was out to everyone, like, all of my oh. friends, and he had just, like, made some joke one time in, like, a group chat that they were in, and, like, outed me, and then one of my other friends made a post for eighth grade graduation. And I didn't have Instagram at that time. So I didn't even know she captioned her post this, but she captioned it GBF and BFF because there was like three of us in a picture. And it was like, it's again, it was fine because yeah. I, I was out and I'm comfortable with it and everything. But it was just like, okay, like I guess I'm out to friends now. Wow. Yeah. And then I came up to my 
sister, kind of like beginning of ninth grade, something like that. Okay. And then I came out to my parents at the end of ninth grade. Got it. Yeah. So do you think, like, were you scared to tell? Was there anyone that you were scared to tell? No one in particular. I didn't think anyone would have a bad reaction. I think this is one of the most commonly like misconceptions about coming out Mm -hmm. is a lot of people think like, oh, you're scared because, you know, your parents are homophobic and you're going to get kicked out or, you know, your grandma's super religious, something like that. And I never was scared that people would have a bad reaction. It's just like a big secret. And it's such a huge part of you that you hold on to for so long. And you've perseverated on it for years on end Mm -hmm. before telling people. So it's just so stressful having that conversation with anyone being like, this is the biggest secret in my life that I've never told anyone. Now suddenly you're going to know this huge part about me. Yeah. I also, are you okay with talking about like eating disorders? Yeah, totally. Okay. So when do you think was like the beginning of when you became like conscious about like food and like relationship with your body and stuff like that? I think my behavior started changing subconsciously actually when I came out and we can like talk about that in a second. Okay. I think I really became conscious that it was an issue or like I became, I understood what I was doing probably like the end of sophomore year. Okay. Got it. Um, do you want to talk about like how it relates to like you coming out? Yeah, totally. So I think that it wasn't as direct it wasn't just like, oh, like I came out one day and the next day I started like restricting food or binging or purging or whatever. I think that when I came out, I started allowing myself to like care about appearance because I think especially with straight men, you just like, you were talking like basketball shorts and it, you yeah. know, appearance is just not something that really matters. I'm sure you, you want to be fit and go to the gym and stuff like that, but guys just aren't really expected to focus a lot on their appearance. So I think once I came out, I was able to start experimenting with clothing and dyeing my hair. Uh-huh. And I became a lot more conscious of how I looked and how I presented myself. Uh-huh. And I think naturally that moved from just like clothing and hair to body stuff. Yeah. Do you think social media has played a part in like eating disorder culture and like how just food issues have like affected you? Totally. I don't think I was someone who would go on Instagram and be like, oh, that model is so skinny. I really wish I could look mm-hmm. like that. Or, oh, if I could just draw five or 10 more pounds, I'll look like this model mm-hmm. and be super pretty and take a shirtless picture on Instagram. I was never someone like that. I think social media plays down how serious restrictive behaviors are and calorie yes. counting and all that. They like, present it as a very normal thing to, mm-hmm. they, I think they present it as wanting to be healthy or, you know, yeah. health conscious or whatever, but they start normalizing counting calories and being yes. super hyper fixated on appearance and what you're eating and I think that really affected me yeah I mean for me like I was first introduced to like counting calories by a youtuber who was doing a brand deal with like a calorie counting app and like that's how I first got into it and then like getting really obsessive started after watching like a health youtubers like just like she was like completely shredded like she was so ripped like and she props to her but it's like the majority of people don't have the ability to work out super hard like to get abs and like cook all of their meals from scratch and all this stuff and so it's like when you're someone who's really busy it's really easy to cut corners to like become like skinny which you associate with being healthy 
parents, like a lot of my friends, like their parents or their mom specifically, like have like bad relationships with food and that carries down. And it's just really interesting. Like a lot of like the micro, like little, just like things people will say, like I earned my meal today or like certain, just like really unhealthy, like perceptions of food. And I don't think people who don't have eating disorders, who have never struggled with that, understand those little things versus you and I would pick up on all of those little things. When people yes. say, oh, I earned my meal today or today was a really good day or I'm like the morning skinny and stuff like that. Yes. Like most people I think would just think like, oh, it's whatever, it's normal language or normal things to yeah. say. But for you and I, it's like, oh my God, like, no, that's such an unhealthy behavior that either they haven't picked up on or it's just become completely normalized. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I feel like, like you and me were like very hyper aware of this stuff and like eating disorders are very like competitive. And so it's like, when you hear someone else, like say something like that, it's like, oh shit. Like did, did they do like better than me? Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And even now I can totally 100% admit to myself that it's an unhealthy behavior mm -hmm. and that I've taken it way too far and stuff like that. But even in the moment, like, it's so hard to tell yourself like, this is a bad behavior. Like, it's okay. You're not going to die by eating this food or like, it's, you don't need to calorie count this, but like, even though I can admit to myself that, like I can admit that rationally, it's such an emotional, like visceral reaction when you eat, but you can't think about it. <coughs> yeah. It's like ingrained. I feel like it's like, yeah. for me, I just have like automatic emotional responses to certain foods and like consciously I'll be like, it doesn't like this food is, is not good or bad. Like it's not going to like affect my body like one way or another but um it's just like subconscious it's just like you can't control your feelings and it's it's really concerning and I feel like TikTok a lot was like kind of replacing like the Tumblr like era stuff um mm -hmm. I think that was originally why I like got off it but I think eating disorders like I would never wish it upon anyone and I think it's it's really disturbing how glamorized they've become and like like I remember in like Lady Bird, there's like a as a point where like the main character was like, God, I wish I had an eating disorder. And I was like, No, you don't. No, you don't, girl. Like, um, if you could tell someone something about eating disorders that like that person has like no knowledge of it, what would you want to tell them? Hmm. I think I'd say that it's emotional and not rational like just like we were talking yeah. about I think people see it so much as like oh well like why don't you just eat a burger like yeah if you're upset that you have an eating disorder like just don't have an eating disorder yeah it's almost like an addiction it where you is. can't just say oh it's a bad thing I'll just get over it and not do that yeah and people who don't have one or have never experienced it or don't have close friends that have experienced it I don't think understand how deeply emotional it is and it's not just me saying like, oh, I guess I'll have a salad for lunch today. Yeah. Also, it becomes like after a certain point, it becomes your entire identity. And yeah. it's like the majority of your day is consumed by like food and like what, when you're going to eat next and all that stuff. And it's like, it's really hard to give something up when you spent so much time on it. And like, after you no longer have control over that, it's like, what do you turn to? It's like, you don't have like a crutch anymore. You have to like mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, 
Okay. Well, that is it for like topics I have. I do want to do like a little speed round of just like okay, quick yeah. questions. Okay. So favorite color? Blue. Favorite book? Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. Favorite movie? Of all time, probably Dodgeball, but recently Vice. Uh, favorite artist? Like singing? Yes. Like music. Probably Florence and the Machine. That's not okay. a popular opinion. Favorite song? Pyramids by Frank Ocean or LSD by ASAP Rocky. Celebrity crush. Anthony Porowski from Queer Eye. Oh, that's a good one. Queer Eye. Yes. Thoughts on pineapple on pizza? Strong. Strongly in favor. I love it. If you want kids, how many do you want? Two to three. Two to three. Okay, perfect. That's my last question. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was actually so much fun.